Welcome to the Single Over 30 Podcast with dating and relationship coach, Shanna Schutte. Shanna's here to help you find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. You're Shanna. Dating with kids can be challenging, whether they are your children or his children. The decision to date after divorce or after death can be really hard on everyone. So if you're considering dating a man with children or if you have children, I want to address some common concerns and give you some tips on what to do moving forward based on my own experience of marrying a man with five kids and what I've learned from experts who handle dating with children and blended families. So before I get started with these tips and these how-tos and things that can help you, I just want to let you know that in my own personal life, dating someone with kids was an opportunity. It wasn't something negative in my life. In fact, it was something that expanded me. So certainly there were moments that it was a little bit challenging in the early years, but it was never, ever, ever as difficult as I thought it was going to be. And for me, it turned out to be an opportunity for my heart to enlarge, to personally grow, and to learn how to love better. Now, a couple of our kids, and I call them our kids or my bonus children because there are bonuses, they've made me a grandma. And I absolutely love it. They call me grandma and it's all turned out really well because everyone has a place in the family. All the kids have a place. I have a place. Their dad has a place. We've all got a place. So I had one of my girlfriends tell me before I got married, I called her up and I said, Hey, listen, I'm dating this guy. I'm thinking about getting serious with this guy who has kids, but he's got these five children. And I remember she said to me, she said, Shannon, nobody can have too many people loving them. And that comment, along with some other enlightenments I'd had about dating a man with kids and marrying a man with kids, really encouraged me. It let me know, hey, listen, this is not a futile thing. It's not like I'm going to get in there and I'm not going to have a place to belong. That love is something that really makes a difference in families. And so as I get going and as I share these tips with you, I just want you to keep love in mind. Remember that this is the most important thing. And in all of our lives, whether we are the parents or the kids, this is what we want and what we are looking for. So now that we've started with a little love motivation, let's move on to those tips, okay? So the first question that women ask me is, when do I introduce my kids? So some people are so excited after divorce or after some newfound freedom that they have in their dating life that they are ready to instantly introduce their kids to their significant other or to their new date. But oftentimes kids aren't ready for that. Experts online, they don't necessarily agree on how long you should wait to introduce your kids because every situation is different, but every expert agrees that it's really important to give kids the time that they need to grieve the divorce and the breakdown of the family and to adjust to a new normal. Some kids fantasize or they hope that their parents are going to reunite in the case of a divorce or a breakup, and it's really difficult for them to accept change. And so the one thing that you want to keep in mind is that you want to give it time. All right, so the next thing, once you've given it some time and maybe you've checked in with your kids or he's checked in with his kids to see how they're doing, then the question is, how do you introduce them? So I was recently speaking with one of my coaching clients and she asked if she could introduce her new boyfriend to her kids. 
My thought was, is that it was too soon because they'd only been getting to know each other a couple months and it wasn't exclusive yet and their relationship really isn't established as serious. So I thought this is a little bit too soon. So she said, is there any other way I can do it? So we talked about it and we talked about her introducing him within the context of other people, maybe at a picnic or a bunch of friends getting together, right? So that he could meet them and they could meet him without it being a boyfriend-girlfriend thing. Some experts suggest that you can do an outing outside or something that's less formal. She asked if she could introduce her kids to him like with the family, like if she could have her parents go to a picnic and her kids. It's like, no, because now you've still got this family vibe going on where it's a family experience and now you've inserted this new man into a family get together. And that's just still, I think, too soon. So she opted for introducing him to her kids a little bit later and in the context of a group environment. So how long should you wait? Again, this varies online. Experts who deal with couples who have divorced and with blended families. Some people say that it should be, you know, anytime after six months. Some people say it should be up to two years. But I think it really kind of depends upon the situation. And I know this is a little tricky, me saying this, but every kid is different. In some situations in which maybe there was a father that was absent and he was in and out of the family and he wasn't a stable force, maybe that kid's had a little bit more time to adjust to the idea of the dad not being there and someone else potentially being in your family. So that can be a little bit different. But for a family who had a very intact union between the husband and the wife, and then all of a sudden there was an unexpected breakup, that may take a little bit longer. One thing you want to keep in mind, like I said, is doing these check-ins. If it's your children, get down on eye level with them, talk to them, ask them how they're doing, try to figure out where they're at. And if it's his kids, let him do that with his kids. One of the things that my husband did was he bought a stuffed elephant and he put it on the kitchen table a couple times post-divorce when two of his youngest kids were still at home and they were going back and forth between their mom's house and my husband's house. And so he bought this stuffed elephant. He put it on the table and was like, here, we're going to address the elephant in the room. Let's talk about the divorce and let's talk about what happened. That elephant gave him an opportunity to get down on their level and to talk to them and for them to have have opportunities to discuss. I give opportunities for that to happen. You want to create space for that to happen and actually be purposeful about it. Sometimes people think, oh, kids will just bounce back, right? They're going to be just fine. But it's important so that even years later as adults, they'll be able to look back and say, somebody gave me the context for me to share my feelings. So even though you might be really excited about moving forward in a relationship and a new relationship can be great, you want to keep in mind to pay attention to your children's feelings and their emotions, which if you didn't care about their feelings, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So hooray for you. The next thing to keep in mind, and this is something that Clark and I, my husband and I learned at a conference that was hosted by a man named Ron Deal. That's D-E-A-L, Ron Deal. If you haven't checked out any of his resources, I really encourage you to do so. You can find some of his videos on the internet, and I believe he still does marriage conferences and blended family conferences. And so Clark and I went to a blended family conference, and one of the things that I remember him saying was that everybody 
everybody adjusts differently. In my husband's family, like I said, his kids were a little bit older, but the two youngest were finishing up high school and the rest of them have already moved out of the house. And they adjusted according to where they were for their stage in life. Like some of them, I think they were detached because they weren't in it. And then the other ones that were younger, they adjusted differently, right? Because they were still at home. Also, all of them adjusted differently depending upon their personalities. Some of them found it easier to accept and then some not so much. There were some that were like welcoming a new marriage and me wholeheartedly into the family. And then others had a little bit more of a difficult time with it just because of their personalities and the hurt that they had experienced. And so you want to keep this in mind and try to be compassionate and think about how they may be feeling because of the breakup of their family. Again, every situation is different and there are oodles of different types of blended family combinations. Some kids might be okay with it and others not so much. Regardless, you want to be compassionate and keep in mind how the kids could be struggling. Another thought related to the idea that everybody adjusts differently is that when my husband and I went to this conference by Ron Deal, he talked about how you crockpot a blended family. You do not microwave a blended family. And he talked about, you know how it is when you put a bunch of veggies in the crockpot, the carrots are over here on one side and the celery is over here and none of the vegetables are blended together. And then as they cook, some of the vegetables, like maybe the carrots soften before the celery and then the potatoes come in third, that kids are kind of the same and people in a blended family are the same, that everybody adjusts differently and blends differently. But by the time you're done crockpotting, all of the vegetables are all blended together. So when you get into a blended family, if you're dating someone and it turns into marriage, just remember that in most cases, it just takes time to blend. In fact, Ron Deal said it takes anywhere between seven to 10 years for a blended family to blend where everybody feels like, yes, we are a family. One of our girls came here to see us with our son-in-law and a couple of her boys a couple summers ago, and we had a conversation, and she's just the sweetest, but she said, Shanna, you are family. And it just made me cry, right? It takes time for those things to happen, but with the right attitude and with a whole lot of love, those things really can happen in blended families. Which leads me to, you don't want to burn bridges. In the early stages of of a dating relationship or when you're starting to get serious with one another and there are kids involved, sometimes there can be kind of high emotional situations. Maybe you're triggered and your emotions are triggered. One of the kids is having a hard time too. It can be really, really difficult not to allow your emotions to take over. Remember, it takes a high level of compassion and maturity to be able to deal with kids or even young adults. You do not want to allow your unpleasant emotions emotions to cause you to act in immature ways that will hurt your relationship with your significant other or your fiance or your husband or whatever. And you don't want it to hurt your relationship with any of the kids either. Again, it takes time for families to blend. So you want to keep your eyes on the long haul, right on the long picture of how things can turn out in the future. 
And as I mentioned in my own life, marrying into a blended family has been a benefit for me. It has really caused me to grow in some ways that I really needed. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and marry someone with kids, and I'm not telling you to get remarried if you have kids, but I'm just saying that if you are afraid of this, and if you've ruled it out because you're thinking, no way, not going to do it, it's going to be an awful situation, just remember that every situation is different. I can honestly say that with every single one of my bonus kids and now grandkids that we have, there is no way that I would give any of them back. And my son-in-law, I mean, I just adore him. He's so awesome. I wouldn't give any of them back. They've been so wonderful to me and they are such a blessing. So you want to be careful when you're just getting started out or when emotions are running high, do not burn bridges. I've heard stories of women who have dated men with children and then later said, I never wanted kids. I hate kids. I hate these kids, right? This is not going to serve you well because those kids are going to pick up on it. It's going to hurt you later. Now, granted, I understand that sometimes kids can be really difficult. I've heard of situations in which children really, really wrestle emotionally, but you want to remember that you're the adult. There were a couple times when my husband said to me when I was really struggling, he said, someone has to be the adult and it's you. And it's in that moment I remembered, okay, Shanna, what were you like when you were that age? Like how emotional were you and how difficult was life for you in so many different ways? And so at that point, for me, what happened was my faith kicked in and I went, okay, God, please help me in this situation to be compassionate. So do not burn bridges because later on it can really, really help you. Now, once you're moving toward commitment and you've established that you're either in a committed dating relationship and your goal is moving towards marriage, you want to remember to create space for everybody because what happens in a blended family is that everyone, like the adults, all the kids, everybody's asking, do I fit? Am I still loved? Do I belong here? And so you want to create situations in which there is space for everyone and so that everyone knows that they belong. One of the ways that you can do that is by sometimes you do things all together as a group. Sometimes your mate or your you know, significant other will do things just with his kids. Sometimes you will just do things with the kids. Sometimes you will do things with just your husband. I mean, you blend it all up so that everybody is doing things with everybody, but not always all at once. I read online an article, it was on psychology today. And one of the psychologists was saying that a young girl had come into his office. I want to say she was 15. Her dad's new girlfriend, Lucy, came to see them. And this girl said, she said, Lucy sat in my chair. I'm always next to daddy. And he didn't tell her it was my seat, right? So here she's saying that was my space. And I don't want you horning in on my relationship with my dad. And so you want to be very, very careful at the beginning to let everyone know that everyone fits and everyone belongs. In this situation, this dad would want to make sure that he continued to do things with his daughter and not that the girlfriend was always around because this daughter needs to know that she's safe and that she's loved. One of the things that I did sometimes when we were first married is, and I still do it sometimes, but I would ask, especially one of the girls when she would come to visit, do you want to sit up front with your dad? Because I would want to give them time to converse and to talk. And so this requires, and not that I'm always secure, but this requires a level of selflessness and giving and recognizing that as you give, that that will come rolling back to you. 
Another thing that I did at the very beginning, it was after we got married, is I went to each of the kids and acknowledged that, hey, this is really hard. This is difficult. Nobody likes it when their family splits up. I asked them what they would want to call me, and I told them they can call me anything that they want. I also let each of them know that they could be as close to me or not as they wanted. I could just be a friend, but whatever they were comfortable with. And every single one of the kids has responded differently. Some of them are closer to me than others, but it's like that in biological families as well. If you marry into a blended family and you struggle with insecurity, <laughs> like I have, and feelings of rejection, I just want to remind you not to overlay any kind of feelings of rejection that you would normally struggle with, or maybe you had a spirit of rejection or just struggle with rejection in general in your life, don't overlay that onto your new family. Don't read into things because that can make it extra difficult for you. Which leads me to another really important point. Don't make it about you versus his kids. Don't make it us and our relationship, you and your guys' relationship versus the kids. Again, this is going to cause problems. It takes a conscious, mature decision to love and to decide to give unselfishly. When you choose to date a man or you choose to marry a man with children or he chooses to date you and you've got kids, again, everyone needs to feel like they fit and there can't be a competition. In order for a family to be healthy, there has to be a whole lot of love to go around and a whole lot of embracing everyone. All right, so here's a really good point as well. If you're ready to get serious, and they're probably six months behind you. So Ron Deal talked about this in one of his conferences. If you're ready to get serious, if you're ready to get married, if you're ready to have a committed dating relationship, then they're probably way far behind you. They may be a little bit slower and have compassion for them in that. And remember that you've had times when you have had to move a little bit slower because of something you had to adjust to. The last tip is to go easy on public displays of affection or PDA, especially at the beginning, because again, it takes time for people to adjust. One article that I read said that sometimes young children under 10 can have a difficult time with this and teenagers as well. But again, every kid is different, right? So you want to keep that in mind. Just remember that your kids might be a little bit slower than you. Boy, this can be a really challenging topic, right? But again, here at the end, I just want to encourage you. You may, if you marry into a blended family, you may find that you bring things into that unit that didn't exist there before, and you can be a redemptive puzzle piece in a broken story. You also want to go in with your eyes wide open, which is why I encourage you to get some sort of training and some counseling and to figure out how to navigate this specifically in your situation. Like I said, my husband and I, we went to a blended family conference and it was so, so helpful for us. And I learned so much, much of which I'm passing on to you here. All right. And as we close, remember the biggest thing is love, love and compassion and patience and kindness. Those are all awesome things to take with you as you begin to date someone with kids or someone dates you if you have kids. Just keep all of those goodies in mind. And as we close, remember that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible. It truly is. And remember to keep it sunny. I'll keep see you next time. Sunny.